this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, September 8th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that for once, I'm not the sickest person in the house. <laughs> you think I'm the sickest person in the house? Yes. Yeah, I and I can't remember if it was on the show when I was sitting across from you or we were at dinner one night, but I was like, I can't believe it's been two weeks since school started and Ellie hasn't brought something home yet. And you literally looked at me and said, why would you say that? Yep. And then now it has started. 72 hours later. It has later. started. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was trying not to cough. Um, but yeah, I'm like trying really hard not to take anything because I'm pregnant and I just feel like, you know, I have you a have list a whole- of stuff from my doctor, but like the thing that I'm supposed to be able to take for the symptoms I have right now, nowhere to be found. Like they don't carry it at Target. They carry it. They don't have it at our CVS, like right down the street. So Do they carry it and it's sold out or they just don't carry it? I think they just don't carry it because oh. usually it would show up with a picture and then say like not available at the store. Um, but I'm like, well, is the like packet I got outdated because it says like Tylenol, cold and sinus and they have like Tylenol cold and flu, Tylenol sinus and sneeze, like all these other variations of it, just not the exact one. And um, anyway, so hopefully I can get some really good sleep this weekend. And I'm sure I feel like today is going to be the worst probably of like the peak. And then I think it's going to like taper off. That's my that's I do, I do. I am grateful that I, for once, am not the one because I feel as though the first handful of Ellie illnesses put me right on my back. Yeah. Which is, which was so shocking because I, I just, I don't remember being, don't get out of bed sick in years. And then Ellie brings, you know, her little germs home. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that it got you this time. Just a warning, by the way, to all of our listeners in Georgia, the typically winter can you hear your breathing? No, I can't. Can you hear my breathing? Yes. Do I need to step away from the mic? I'm sorry. That's so gross. Maybe you just need to angle it or something. <laughs> Try that. Okay. Um, the the typically typical winter illness, RSV, which is just a respiratory infection that kids get with a really bad cough, it's hitting Georgia early. Mm. So just a heads up. All right, uh, illnesses. I didn't say what I was grateful for. Oh, you didn't? Okay, go ahead. My name is Callie Dollar. Sorry. And I am grateful for physical therapy. I went to physical therapy yesterday. I went for, it's pelvic floor physical therapy. And we've talked about it on the show before. If you've been around a while, you've heard me talk about it several times. But I did realize, I did realize that I'm 18 weeks pregnant. And this time, like 18 weeks with Ellie, I was in so much pain. I could barely walk. So I feel like I've learned a thing or two since I was pregnant last time about how to like stand, how to properly get out of bed and how like all these things that help. Do you you remember that or did you journal that? I remember, no, I journaled the date. Uh, I would have never remembered when, Um, but I do remember because we were like at the beach at the time and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so like, my butt hurts. Like what is going on? I can like barely walk. I'm so sore, um, which is really weird. But thankfully pelvic floor physical therapy exists and it is amazing. All right. On a scale of one to 10 illness aside, how are you? I can't put the illness aside because it's taking over. Um, I am like probably a six. I mean, the illness is really. Can you try to put the illness aside? Because I feel 
until until Wednesday at about two. I mean, there was definitely a switch that flipped. Yeah, and it was on Wednesday. You were so you were so every Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. You got so much done. You were so proud of yourself. Ellie was being super cute. You were getting good Ellie hangs. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel as though you got a workout in a couple of those days, which yeah. I know you've been trying to get back in that habit. And then about four o'clock on Wednesday, you were like, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> so can you give a score? Pre four o'clock on Wednesday and then post? Pre four o'clock, a seven or eight, like teetering on a seven or eight. I was really hoping I ordered all the stuff for our new studio, like the furniture. And, you know, we're working with this amazing designer and um, I ordered everything and I got most of it in. Um, And then a couple of the key things aren't going to be there. And I really wanted to get it set up by like Tuesday because there's an event like going on at the space where we are going to have our studio and I really wanted it put together and have to be able to show off. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm kind of bummed, but it's one of those things where I'm kind of just at the mercy of the delivery stuff. Like I've ordered it. I've kind of done my part for right now. Um, And then there were like, I think two things where the Amazon was like, we can't deliver this call UPS and see what the problem is. So I was like, Oh crap. Um, So I have to call UPS and figure out what's going on with that. So I'm just a little like bummed because I was so motivated to get it done by this event on Tuesday and it's just not going to be finished. It'll be done enough that it'll be a recognizable as a recording studio. Yes. I moved yeah. microphones in there yesterday. Oh, you did? After you okay. left. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and then we just have to decide like if we're going to go to this event. Um, like there's. We're not. Oh, we're not going? It's black tie. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a mixer. It is, but it's it's this this networking, this business networking event thing that is taking place in our co-working space. And it's uh I think it two up to two hundred people. They're paying hundred and fifty bucks a, a head to a person to get in. Or I think I don't remember, maybe a hundred bucks to get in. Um but I looked at the post on LinkedIn and Arthur Callie and I were thinking, oh my gosh, if the if that's happening, right? Like a business, like we should go schmooze. Schmooze, but or just happen to be there. Right. You know, and then even if we're not there, we'll just leave the door to the studio open. So someone walks, we got to go to the bathroom. They're like, oh, oh, that's cool. And, you know, look around in there and we'll put a little sign up with our uh, website or whatever. Um, But it's a formal, I was looking at the post again to try to get a vibe of what type of people would be there. And it said formal attire. Which could go either way. Okay. We don't have formal attire right now. Like, I don't have any that fits. You don't have any that fits. That aside, um, maybe it would be a good pl- a good place for us to, you know, m- rub elbows with some people that can pay for podcasts. Yeah, we have to go rent a tux. Do you know <laughs> that a whole bunch of, you and I wouldn't know this because we have no reason to, to dabble in formal wear, but a whole bunch of tuxedo rental places and formal wear shops went out of business. Oh, during the all, pandemic? No, all within the past 90 days. What? Uh, I think Savvy Formal Wear is one of them. Really? So, so entire wedding parties would just oh, call and no. they would show up and it said, yeah, we're out of business. Sorry. Oh, that stinks. I mean, I don't know why it all collapsed around the same time, but it was multiple companies 
and they all just yeah closed up. That's so sad. What yeah. a bummer. Um, um, on a scale of one to ten, Jeff Dollar, how are you doing this week? I am uh, nine. Yeah, I think I'm a nine. I feel in control. I feel caught up. I I feel like I've had some good quality time with Ellie. Uh-huh. Uh, tomorrow we have to go to our friend's dad's funeral, which is why I'm docking myself a point for being a 10. Cause that's going to be sad. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's been a great week. So I'm actually, I'm an eight cause I, I, it's not a perfect week cause I have a little bit of the cold too. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. So that, that's, I'll take it. Um, we did get another after earlier this week, we were talking about signs about related to buying a house. Um, Perhaps we've gotten another sign yesterday when Callie happened to look up the lake house that I used to own and saw that it's sold. I can hear you breathing again. Sorry. 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 Um, The lake house sold for almost double what Um, I, I I sold it for five years ago. It was, well, how is that a sign for us? Huh? How is that a sign for us about buy, us buying a house? Like, is it a sign that we should or a sign that we shouldn't? It's just a sign. It's, it, it's the fact that we owned it and got rid of it when we got rid of it. And less than four years later, it's five, less than five years later, the price almost doubled. Yeah, it's well, it's okay. So I posted this thing on Instagram about how it's so different now for us than it was for our parents when they were buying houses and how things are just crazy financially and, you know, whatever. And it's so funny, especially I feel like for millennials and people in our generation, because so many of the people that I know are totally stuck. And there were a couple of people that were like, no, but now the average, you know, person's making $130,000 a year. And I was like, really? That's news to me. I don't know a ton of people making $130,000 a year. Even if you're making $130,000 a year, that's, I mean, if you went out and got a loan right now, your payment's going to be close to, I mean, depending on the, obviously the size of the loan or whatever. Yeah. But if you were going to get a, a four bedroom, you're paying thousands, you're paying three $3,000 a month based with, yeah. the, it's just, Nuts. It's insanity. So the reason, so somebody <clears throat> said that and I was like, well, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's like really different right now. <laughs> and then I went just out of curiosity because probably once every six, seven months, I go lurk on the lake house that we sold a couple years ago. And um, well, Jeff sold, it wasn't my house. It was Jeff's. Um, but I lurk on it because I really wanted to see how the people after us decorated it. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, I want to see what someone else would do with a house that we lived in. I don't know. Call me weird. Whatever. But uh, so I went to look and it said, you know, sold and it was sold August 30th or something like that. And I saw the price. I texted Jeff and I was like, well, the lake house sold. Like, I saw that, you know. Here's the crazy part about the. the and he's like, how much did it cost? I'm like, you don't want to know. And here's why I didn't want to tell you is because. Jeff bought it at the height of a market, owned it for 10 years and still didn't recover like all the money that he like put into it. I bought it right before the crash. Yeah. So, and then this person has it for four years and doubles their money. And I feel like poor Jeff. I was like, he's going to have a heart attack over this. I sold it for, for literally, I sold it for $15,000 less than I bought it for. 
Yeah. So virtually the same amount. Yeah. Right. And you had it for a long time. Yeah. Um, the uh, one uh, more thing I wanted to say about that. Are we switching topics now? No, I was going to say that the what's really interesting about the person who bought that house is. I had just called a real estate agent and said, hey, I'm thinking about selling the house. Uh, you know, we can try to sell it now or because it was at the beginning of summer. I said, but if it's, you know, if it's on the market all summer, I don't care. Like, right. I'll still use it. Uh, and she called me a week later and said, I just had a phone call from a guy who wants to buy the house for his daughter, who's a college student who doesn't like living on campus. And we were about 15 minutes from Clemson, the lake house was. So this guy bought it sight unseen, no inspection, no anything, paid cash for it. We closed in 21 days. Just like, I'll take it. <laughs> because he wanted, he bought it for his his daughter. Yeah. Like, who buys a house for the, I want to be that rich someday. Yeah. And then he doubles it. And that's, and the, that's the rich get richer right there. That is 1000% it. Um, I, I put on my Instagram and I don't think we talked about this on the show that I actually had a conversation this week with a, a mortgage person. And it's the first time that I've ever talked to someone about a mortgage. Like I have talked to, you know, our credit union about a car loan and stuff like that. But this is a totally different ballgame, right? And it turns out that it's one of these things. Remember how I said that nobody warned us how terrible potty training is? Uh, and I judge people for that. I also judge us, judge people for not telling us how crazy and stressful the mortgage questions are. And I got on the phone. It's a, I'm, can I throw a flag before you go too yeah. far down that road? You got a bad person. Well, let me finish telling the story. So this guy asked me, he's like, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions, like all of the stuff. And it was really intimate stuff. Like, and I don't know this guy. I mean, you know, I know that he does this for a living. So he's probably unfazed by my finances, but I feel like, you know, Jeff didn't know about my finances until we were married. And then this guy, I'm like, you know, he's asking me about tax returns and my income and all of this stuff. And I got off the phone. I was like sweating. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, that's like the most intimate conversation I think I've ever had with someone. And I posted about it on Instagram and I got so many message for, messages from people saying you will never feel more naked and like insecure about yourself than when you're trying to get a mortgage because of all the things that you eventually have to tell people that you don't know about your intimate financial life. You got that guy- that you talk to, and I feel bad because he is a friend of a friend, and I am the one who gave you his phone number. Um, Jeff's like, I think you should call. I think it would be great. It's it, it, well, most of the questions are going to be pertaining to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I'm the breadwinner. Um, he just was not good. I had a conversation. Yesterday with a guy who, uh, one of his employees, Kelly, what up? Shout out Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Uh, is an upside listener. And she had connected us with him. And I said, yeah, I'll talk to you. And I talked to him for 30 or 40 minutes. There was nothing intimidating about it. He asked all the questions. I mean, he didn't ask specifics. Yeah. Like hardcore. I feel like the person you talk to Dove right into like I think he was just a data precise number thing. Yeah, and I yeah. and the and the guy that I talked to 
was like, okay, yeah, you're you're headed in the right direction. Here's what you need to do. Like so much more laid back about it. Yeah, and personable. So I just think you got a bad seat and I feel bad about it. I don't think it's a bad seat. I also think that it was like two, this is a very experienced mortgage person and he's talking to Susie has no clue what she's doing. You know what I mean? Like I've never the, bought a no, home. I'm never stop so, making excuses for him. He was a bad he's a bad person. He's not a bad person. A bad like he has bad he He's the he guy nice. That I, the guy that I talked to. Yeah. He uh has been doing mortgages for 20 something years. Yeah. So it's just he just has poor Interpersonal communication skills, personal communication skills. I would not say that. I would just say that he, he and I were not gelling. That's what I would say. Because he's, he's not personable. Why are you defending him? You're allowed to, he's allowed. <laughs> I am, prote- I feel protective of you because I saw the email exchange afterwards and it was condescending. Yeah. He belittled you. You think so? Yes. I don't know. I just feel like, I kind of feel like it serves me right because I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, or talking about, or like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. So scary, but we're, we're moving, we're moving in a direction. I don't know what direction it is, but we've done things every single day to get us closer to where we want to be. So we don't know how that's going to turn out, but we're working on it. So I'm proud of us. I'm proud of myself for getting out of my comfort zone and having a really awkward conversation. And I'm proud of you for taking charge and being like, yep, we got this. I'm going to talk to this person. And thanks to Kelly for the hookup. One of the Jonas brothers is splitting up from his wife. Saw that. How could you? I mean, that was everywhere yesterday. And the final, a lot of the tabloids are reporting that the final straw was something that he witnessed via ring doorbell. Yeah. So she was coming home from a night of partying, talking on the phone. Supposedly, allegedly, supposedly. Talking on the phone with a girlfriend and like either crap talking him or talking about some dude that she was flirting with, or he was out of town. He, I mean, he's a Jonas brother, so he's touring or whatever. She, a guy's over, comes over to the house and they talk in the front. Something nobody knows what it is, but the allegation is that he witnessed something on the ring doorbell. Right. I wonder how often that happens, not with grown folks but with kids. Oh my gosh. How often is a five-year-old standing on the porch with mom and dad about to go into grandma and grandpa's house and the kid's like, we're not going to have to eat grandma's ham, are we? I hate, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. The good Now, if it's grandma and grandpa, they might not know how to access their ring videos. Right. On their phone. But just, you know, going over to somebody's birthday party. Why are we here at Ellie's house? God, she's so mean to me on the playground. I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. You know? I bet. So there's this whole, I don't know if they call it like ring talk or if I'm just making that up. But one of my favorite things about TikTok is seeing the funny and also really sweet and cool things that people do. Like, you know, delivery drivers dancing or, you know, animals doing funny things. Or I just, I love ring talk. Watching what people have got on their ring doorbell cameras. Is that a hashtag or something? I think so. Um, We've never caught, have we ever caught anything? I don't think so, but I never look at it. I think one time you opened it and there was like a grasshopper on it looking right at you being like, hello. That's, I I don't think we've got anything interesting. Um, Have you seen the one where the woman laughs so hard it's an older woman and she laughs so hard that she farts 
And that makes her laugh even harder. And then she loses her balance and falls off the porch. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, she's not hurt because she's laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. But it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Ring talk. There you go. All right. Uh, We end every single week with a beautiful human alert. And this week is no different. Uh, The beautiful human is actually an entire community, Huntington, West Virginia. There's a woman named Karen. She is a manager at a Starbucks. And somebody crawled underneath her car and stole her catalytic converter. Oh, that happened to my sister. There's something. It happens all the time because in certain models of cars, there's a really exact, I want to say it's platinum. It's platinum. And it used to be, at least my sister years ago had a Honda. And Honda used to make catalytic converters out of platinum. Why? I have no idea. I don't even know what a catalytic converter does. Couldn't tell you. But on the black market, certain ones are worth a lot of money. And you don't even know it's gone until you go out to start your car. Right. Because the way it's up underneath your car, so the, the criminal goes underneath there. And they're not carefully unscrewing it. You know, they're just sawing ripping it off. Ripping stuff out, yeah. And ripping it out. So Karen's car got totally trashed when somebody stole its catalytic, catalytic converter. Um, and her employees at Starbucks said, you know what? She's such a great boss and she can't be driving that car because it's not you know, safe without the thing or maybe it doesn't even run. I don't know. So they said, let's do a GoFundMe. And they put the GoFundMe up and named it We Love You Karen and just wanted to come up with with 5,000 bucks to get her a new car. Well, it spread to all of her customers and neighbors and everything. And everybody was talking about what, how she's always in a good mood. Nothing ever gets her down. They make her day when she goes into, when they go into Starbucks, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They ended up raising $40,000, allowing her to buy a brand new car. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And how cool to be a person that your whole community, when something bad happens to you, knows it and is like, oh my gosh, I love Karen. Like, I want to pitch in. She makes my day. She really impacts me in a positive way. Like, that's so cool. And uh, that makes the, and well, all the employees at the Starbucks in Huntington, West Virginia, who put that together, especially. But every one of the 1,300 people who donated in Huntington, West Virginia. You are this week's Upside Beautiful Humans.